welcome to our first instalment of The Rewind Recommends, a quick podcast to save you from all those wasted hours rummaging through the likes of Netflix, trying to figure out what to watch this weekend. The Rewind is Ball Study's new pop culture section, and we've been featuring some of our favourite things to watch, read, and listen to throughout the week. Today, I, Mark Farley, will be delving a little deeper into some of those picks with a few special guests. Later on, we'll be chatting to Donny Mahoney about the critically acclaimed new comedy movie Booksmart and Lowly Island's surreal Netflix hit Bash Brothers. We'll also catch up with Kev Bourne, who's been raving about the Netflix sketch comedy series I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson. But firstly, I am joined by Chloe Gilday to figure out life after Game of Thrones. Hello. Chloe, how are you? Um, I'm exhausted. I think I'm exhausted still. I think there's <laughs> still a thing, recovering. There's a thing called post-traumatic Game of Thrones syndrome. I'm certainly feeling it. I swear to God. Like, we were only talking about this earlier, Mark. So, you know about my obsession with Friends. It's yeah. my favorite show of all time. But the thing with Friends for me is that it's actually just so much. It's just comfort. Like, it's just a comfort thing for me. When I'm hungover, it's all I want to watch. Like, and now, since Game of Thrones, it's literally all I've been watching. <laughs> friends and my boyfriend is like seriously like you've seen this a hundred million times but it's just I'm so exhausted I don't have like the brain for something big and new or I didn't um so yeah so friends was the perfect escape now for me for the last few weeks yeah exactly like the basically the idea of this is we're going to come on and talk about what we should watch what people should recommend what people should watch next Mm. what's the next big binge watch but first off we're both like do you know actually it's tough. You it's need hard a break. To, yeah, you need, you need to. Need a break. Like, and that's maybe it's that kind of thing is that you have to decide on what kind of show you want to watch next. Exactly. I have been watching Chernobyl. But like, even the thought of Chernobyl to me, I was like, are you kidding? Like, it's so, it sounds so heavy. It is. Like, it sounds great. Like, I'm sure it's brilliant. But like, it, the thoughts of going home from work and watching that right now, I just can't fathom it. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it sounds too heavy. But it is a thing of, like, I think the thing that, got me into it was that it's just such it's, it's it's just a limited series it was actually so it's not too much of a commitment yeah exactly yeah, yeah. and also i actually watched them i didn't watch the first three episodes at the time they came out waited and watched them at the weekend oh yeah good idea like you're not coming home from work and getting into a yeah let's good get, idea sit, let's get into a good episode mm-hmm. of Cheryl, but it is absolutely fantastic well worth watching and there's a, a podcast that goes with it is brilliant we chatted about that on the on site this week but on the rewind recommends but um it is Probably as much as I'm able for right now in terms of delving into a, to a what would you call it, a box set. As a box set. The old-fashioned box set. Do you set. remember when you used to actually have the box sets? That yeah. was the best. I like, actually looked at something. What was it I was looking at? I, I was like looking, Sex and the City ones and everything. Like, they're the best ever. Like, yeah. actually putting the DVDs in. Like Just going, like, how many people's college um, attendance record was ruined by, because of, by someone bringing up <laughs> One Tree Hill or yeah, the OC oh, box set the OC had the OC one as well yeah, yeah. oh good times um, but yeah it's all too easy now isn't it it's all just like I actually think it, it makes it harder though like you it's like you always say like you go home and you're like oh grand Netflix is such an amazing thing to have and then there's just too much that you're there's like so oh, I'll just watch Friends <laughs> Yes, yeah, like I went home last night and I was trying to, like, I planned to watch Deadwood. Deadwood, the movie, is mm. coming out on HBO soon. And I've never seen it. And it's definitely the next thing I want to watch. But I just wasn't able. I went to do it and I was like, actually, do you know what? <laughs> I just ended up watching an episode of... So have you not seen Deadwood at all? Sorry. No. You haven't seen Deadwood at all? Okay. No, so I watched Deadwood about 2008, I would say I watched it. Like years ago my mom like was really into it and I watched it with her so I actually really need to watch it again and refresh my memory and all I remember about it is that it was fantastic like up there with the top ones um yeah. like everyone talks about the 
all the like the ones you have to see and I feel like that's definitely top three so when I have the energy <laughs> I think that might be the next one for me yeah it, it is the kind of thing like it's similar to Game of Thrones in a way in that it's an actual proper watch like it's an oh, yeah. intelligent show yeah um compared to like some of the things that you might get sucked into after the Game of Thrones I think and a lot of people might be already is that you just kind of need something that you either something that's comfort watching like you said in terms mm. of like you watching friends me watching all of us doesn't so need many, a lot of brain power yeah you've yeah. seen it before mm-hmm. and you just want a couple you know 20 minutes of a laugh but then there are other shows that uh, are, are around at the minute and one of them is the society oh. we mentioned it on uh, oh. on site during the week this it's, is one that i've heard a lot about and heard that it's one of those that you cannot not watch but it. get addicted to oh stop like so i actually i did it all wrong though because my boyfriend started watching this without me i think i don't know i think he was getting home earlier than me or something and he was like ashamed to tell me that he was watching it and he was like i started oh no it was on the bus that's what it was because we have a longer commute now into work and he started watching it on the bus because his bus is quite long now and uh he i forget how it came up but he was like really ashamed he was like yeah i'm watching this thing called the society i was like what's that now what's it called and i actually only watched like the last three episodes with him or something to finish it off and i actually think it, it's like so bad that it's good like it's, it's one like, of those things so the concept of it is basically that these students yeah. from a town high school yeah. students go on a trip but the trip it gets cut short and when yeah. they come back all the rest all the of adults the, are gone they're all basically. gone yeah everyone's yeah. gone except for like this I don't know there's like 200 kids or so like when I say kids they're like 17 or 18 or something and it's kind of a Lord of the Flies type thing where they have to create their own society and community again and like one of them is the mayor and there's like a police there's like a they call it the guard and that's like you know three jocks that are now like the police <laughs> of the place but it's really like oh, it's just one of those shows that you know it's bad but it's so like it's just really entertaining. <laughs> it could be the perfect antidote though to like we're saying game of, like game of yeah, thrones yeah again like probably, just not yeah. you don't need a lot of brain power going on for it you don't like, need just, like there's not a load of reddit conspiracy theories there's not, not at like, all these no. books that you have to go back to no. you know there's not you know oh i think it's just something that you can sit back and watch not really pay attention for the first 40 minutes and then for the last two minutes something random will yeah. happen that you're like oh what? yeah yeah <gasps> yeah <laughs> and it's like entertaining enough like enough happens that you're 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 kept your, your attention is kept for the whole thing but it's just like some of the dialogue and stuff like you know these kind of american teen or young young adult shows yeah. um and there's a lot of like unnecessary cursing in it like they really really overuse the f word in it <laughs> i just think it's really funny um but if you do just want kind of do you know what would be great for just like a hungover weekend just like yeah. bang it out saturday sunday it's great like i actually thought it was really really entertaining so and the uh, concept is actually kind of cool do you think, just on go back to Game of Thrones for a second, do you think there will ever be another TV show where everybody has like a point of view? Like, you've watched The Society already. You know, I, again, it's not going to be one that's going to be watched with a critical mass yeah, anyway, yeah, but yeah. like, whatever it is, like, we're talking about watching Deadwood that's over 10 years old. We're yeah. talking about. I know, we're going back. Like, we're yeah. going back to watch stuff. And there's loads of other stuff that, like, obviously, we'll be talking about bits later on um, that are out on Netflix that are new on Netflix, and obviously, The Society is one of them. But, like, Again, people might not watch that. We talked. We also talked about. We were talking before the podcast about in terms of chewing gum for the eyes. Mm. Uh, you on Netflix, oh, which God, was what a show! Like fantastic. Yeah, though. but there's probably plenty <laughs> of people who haven't watched that yet. Yeah. If you haven't, 
and you're looking for something that you know you don't you can turn your brain off for you were hilarious when you were watching that though because you used to come in and just kind of, again you were like ashamed that you're watching it but you're like why am i still watching this? yeah exactly <laughs> but do you think there will ever be another show like game oh of Thrones god it's very hard to imagine it's very hard to imagine it isn't it like yeah. i can't because that was actually the last one because before like there's the top three three or four or five that have been like that sopranos huge breaking bad was one yeah. that was yeah that was released episode by episode right yeah. yeah. See, I watched all of these after they were finished yeah. and binged them. Game of Thrones, I think, was probably the last. Like, I think that might be the last one. Yeah. Is was... Westworld like this? No, Westworld is so not. It's that, not but... in the same league as Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's not as good. And it's it's actually it got really bad in season two, and then got good towards the end again. And I think a lot of people okay. may have actually abandoned it. Yeah. And it seems to be taken on all, possibly it's not going to be out for again until next year. I don't think, even though they released the trailer last week. Yeah, no, they were doing but, the new season or Yeah, but they've got Aaron Paul in now, and it, it looks as if they're actually just going to move. That Westworld is almost um, becoming the likes of like the Wizarding World. Or that there might be, you know, slight ties to the original story, okay, but okay. that it's moving on a little bit as well. Right. Uh, which is interesting because so many TV shows are like that. Game of Thrones now, they're trying to keep, you know, with the prequels or whatever. Yeah, they have to keep it kind of alive. Yeah, it's very hard to, <clears throat> excuse me, it's very hard to um, imagine something being as big or as good as that. Yeah. As good as any of those shows. And like you said, in the way that it's episode by episode, like, I don't know how they'll match that ever again which is kind of sad isn't it yeah like there is there's definitely like the quality you know, there will be there'll be uh, so many tv shows that could be quality as shows good quality yeah. Yeah, yeah but there won't be as uh, there's something around i think it was the fact that had the books it was such an all-encompassing world there's so much detail mm. that it inspired theories and everything yeah and then also the fact that it was almost two years per season mm. so there's so much time to build up to it yeah and you do forget like you forget that it came out 10 years ago yeah like that's why it's it was the last one of its kind because it actually is 10 years old yeah. and like the new way of doing things isn't that isn't like that so yeah i i think it'll be very i don't know if there'll ever be one like that again that could be the last of them mark <laughs> it's so sad oh yeah look at it is sad but look there is plenty like i said there's plenty there already the likes of dead whatever that i'm gonna tune into when i get the when I get the energy. I know, uh, you need to have a few rest days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, And also, we've got there's plenty of uh, comedy series and movies that have just come out and just land on Netflix, just been released, that are worth watching, that they should be able to cheer us up. I was going to say, there would be a lighter commitment. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We're going to chat to Donnie Mahoney next about Booksmart and the unauthorised Bash Brothers experience. Silkworms and kimonos Silkworms and kimonos I'm now joined by Donnie Mahoney. Donnie, I'm a little bit shook after chatting to Chloe. We kind of had a, a, a Game of Thrones wake almost. Um, and we talked about how hard it was to commit to watching something new. And we're just not ready yet. We need something to cheer us up. Something that's a bit funny that we can switch our brains off for. And I believe you're the man to come to for the advice. Because you've watched, not only have you watched Booksmart this week, but you've also watched the unauthorized Bash Brothers experience. Let's start with that because that's been out now. Um, over a week on Netflix it's Lonely Island I mean, we all know everything about the Lonely Island but a lot of us don't know a whole pile about the Oakland A's and mm. their 1989 um, MLB championship well Mark I mean I was in the exact same position that you and Chloe were both in uh, recently and then 
on Sunday morning, I found myself awake early and I had some loose, some spare time. And I just said to myself, I'm just going to listen to these people on Twitter who are all telling me that this Bash Brothers show on Netflix is insane. And not knowing anything about what it was or who was involved, I said, I'm going to go for it. And I, I, I found bliss. So for people who don't know, people who don't know about baseball in the 1980s in America, the Oakland A's were, I guess, in the late 80s, I guess the best baseball team in the country. And they their team was kind of brash, a bit edgy, a bit weird. And at the, you know, the, the two stars of the team were these guys who were known, who became known as the Bash Brothers. Jose Canseco, he was a Cuban-American guy who played in the outfield, and uh, Mark McGuire, who was the first baseman. And they used to bat sort of back-to-back in the order, and they were very, there were these two massive burly guys who were very fearsome to come up against. Um, and behind these two, behind the Bash Brothers, quote-unquote, there were some great posters of the Bash Brothers, now that I'm talking and remembering it, posing kind of back-to-back with their kind of, their guns out, you know? Yeah. Um, like the they the A's were basically unbeatable for about two or three years. Um and it was an interesting time for sports and and it was the kind of maybe a few years after a lot of this muscle beach stuff had kind of broke from from like, you know, serious weightlifting and uh, an interest in d- dudes getting jacked. <laughs> and uh basically it was a time when drugs were coming into American culture, uh, in American sporting culture. I was about to say, it's probably, it's, it's a time when uh, anti-doping wasn't such a prevalent yeah. thing. Across America, uh, I guess across the world, but especially in American sports, a lot of the great athletes were all totally juiced. And nobody was more juiced than Canseco and Maguire. <laughs> Maguire would go on to break the, the home run record completely off his head with steroids. Um, but... In this period, like 1988, 1989, um, Canseco and McGuire completely owned the steroids era. Uh, they, were, they broke all kinds of records, and they just looked ridiculous, like they had these massive, massive 24-inch pythons and all this kind of stuff. Um, so it, it's a funny kind of chapter in American history, American sports history. Canseco is the weird one. McGuire is is kind of a bit burly and dumb, but Canseco dated Madonna, uh, did all kinds of stupid things. He's sort of like a pre-Dennis Rodman character. He like he kind of showed Dennis Rodman, here's what you have to do to be kind of recognized. He ended up doing MMA fights and robbing people and all kinds of committing all kinds of crimes. <laughs> um, so in a way, they're the two. It's the perfect setup for a surreal drugged out uh musical comedy and that's kind of what uh, andy samberg has done with um the bash brothers show which is on netflix now yeah it's like it's one of those things that when you you, it's just you know it's like father ted when the when the name when dougal names the rabbit sampras and he's like you know rabbits and tennis that whole connection like what it's what i can't get is where he's gone from when i say i can't get it you don't need to get it it's Mm. how they've gone from conseco and mcguire these burly baseball players to an unauthorized rap pro, rap album or what, what do they call it a visual poem yeah it, it is really something that like lonely island so many of their songs we watch them from saturday night live they're just genuinely you know they're actually laugh out loud funny and you will be giggling the whole way through them whereas for, for, from what i've seen of bash brothers so far is that 
it's almost like you sit back in quiet appreciation of what you're watching or mm. you're just kind of like what the hell is this whereas it's not so much it's not really heavy on the jokes it's just more probably you appreciate them in retrospect it's just audacious and insane just to, like there's kind of like it's it should be a four minute little jokey skit instead they stretch it out as far as they can you know they get 30 minutes of just pure songs pure music kind of telling the whole story of the of the of these guys but then going off in completely crazy uh, directions there's some really good cameos christopher walken turns up um there's some interesting musical people who come up along the way and you know it really makes you know it may, really makes you think because what is it like to be off your head on steroids it mu- you know we've seen all of these you know you see the easy riders of the world shows of that document people taking psychedelic drugs and the, you know what happens to the brain but like similar sort of things have to be happening if you're if you're off your head on steroids and uh i think it's actually an honest effort to try to like capture um you know the psychology of a kind of like a drugged out horn dog uh athlete at the top of their game and you know there's a there's as much romance in this movie as there is baseball so don't be turned off if you don't understand baseball there's not so much baseball in it really it's more about what these guys get up to uh in their nightlife um, canseco famously went on a i think he dated madonna for a short amount of time that features in this in this movie as well so um i yeah like i th- thought i was going to turn it off after about six or seven minutes like I, like the joke's going to run out on me here but then I was just like, I'm just going to follow this all the way. I'm gonna, I want to see where it takes me. Sucked in. Yeah, it's great. Were you a Lonely Island fan before this? No, never. I don't like, I never, I, I've like, I like I, some of the dick in the, in the box. That's one, isn't it? Yeah. And I'm on a boat. Is that another one? Yeah, that I, is. Like those are like, they're good stuff, but it never, I've not, it's never really appealed to me. I never, not a big Sandberg. I never really watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine at all. So I went in skeptical of this, but I guess it, it touched a, a part of my own childhood because these guys kind of had forgotten about them. And, I, you know, they've both been disgraced as drug cheats. So people don't really get nostalgia for them at all. Um, and I'm probably roughly the same age as Sandberg, maybe a bit older. But, you know, it really it kind of took me back to the to kind of like weird late 80s America. And, and it was really fun. Yeah, I suppose. Um, and now, we, like, if, for instance, in the coming weeks something pops up on Ball Study and it's like the Gerlock Nan, uh, Anthony Daly uh, orchestra album. You know, it's purely coincidental. Could It's just a, a pure fluke, yeah. The 1995 uh, reunion video of, yeah, yeah. Official home. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, we haven't stolen that idea yeah, at all. No. But uh, there's one, something else as well uh, you've watched this week, Donny. It's Booksmart, which is a new film that has come out. It's a film that... Uh, a genre that has been probably done to death at this stage, but has actually kind of faded away in more recent years. Um, it's hard for, you don't really see these kind of mid-budget teen comedies or any kind of maybe off-center comedy uh, mm. coming out uh, off too often in the cinemas these days. But Booksmart is one that um, has caught an awful lot of people's eyes. It's got brilliant reviews. One review has said it's uh, like Superbad, except a lot better than Superbad. Would you mm. agree? Yeah, I, I mean, Superbad is like the most obvious comparison, I think. And I try to remember, see, I've only seen Superbad once. I really liked the liked it. At, I, I thought I liked it. And then maybe as it went on, it kind of faded out with it. But um, yeah, I, uh, Booksmart is just a really nice, wholesome teen movie of that's just about like 
just the power of friendships and these important nights that you have when you're a, a teenager that sort of define your life. And the performances are really great, uh, really just honest, uh, heart kind of heartwarming in 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 the in the way it kind of runs out of steam a little bit towards the end. But um, I it's I just it's just a really fun movie that I would recommend anybody to go see. You know, you just don't really see. I think with all the Captain Marvels and all the big these big blockbuster movies that seem to dominate the cinema these days, you just don't really see, um, I don't know. You don't seem that the teen movie is kind of just gone. I don't yeah. know. I don't know why. Even the general sort of just like there's almost the teen movie and the indie movie, I suppose you would call it the sort of, it's weird that streaming seems to have been both the death and the mm. savior for these kind of films in that when there's with the way, uh, the way we consume stuff has changed. I, I chatted to Chloe earlier on about, about the, movies are almost they have to be the marvel kind of thing like blockbuster to give you that reason to go to the cinema mm. which has kind of edged out those little smaller budget films but at the same time netflix has nearly come to their safety because there's a few decent ones with the likes of paul rudd that you'll find sure. on netflix that have gone straight to it blockers is another one um that was out last year that i really enjoyed and i generally don't like these sort of slapstick arse and mm-hmm. whatever else films that are just like <laughs> the, that you know the the bad neighbors of the world and all yeah, these yeah. uh but uh blockers was i thought really smart really funny uh had some great moments and uh, this was olivia wilde's uh directorial debut as yeah well. yeah 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 and it i mean the, the whole movie kind of takes a different slant of the teen teen genre it's like there's two girls who feature and you know you just never really see girls in those kind in that uh you know starring in the in in teen comedies for some reason they're always like the love object so um yeah it just it 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 takes a a very well-worn genre and it puts a new spin on it it feels very um i guess contemporary woke i would say um i was walking out of the cinema and there was a kind of an older couple who were out in front of me and they were just they didn't seem so impressed and were like i just that made me feel really old and kind of made me feel that they were maybe 20 years older than me and you know there's a way as someone who is nearly 40 like i was surprised you know it, it's it it feels like a, a commentary from on on teen life from a younger generation and i always think it's interesting to check in on on, on what the new people are thinking uh tough question for you uh, to finish up on it uh, i know it's only a week you, you know it's only a few days since you've seen it but do you think, given the reviews it has gotten, that it's something that will be up in the same bracket in years to come as, like, The Breakfast Club, 10 Things I Hate About You? Hard to say. I really don't know. I kind of don't think so. But it's very... I I don't know. I wouldn't want to prognosticate on that kind of thing. Like, how, who does, how, does, how does this get decided? I'm not really yeah, sure. Exactly. I think it'll be... It's the first teen movie I've seen about two two friends who are women who are just trying to sort out their lives and make sense of what they're doing so in that sense i think it'll always be groundbreaking for that um i, I just don't know if any of these movies are going to be talked about in 10 years but who knows yeah who knows is right but thank you johnny for coming in and um, we're going to chat to kev Byrne next amy do you know how many girls are going to be up your vagina next year every time i come to visit you you're going to be scissoring a different girl dude scissoring is not a thing don't knock it until it's you tried it don't knock it until you tried it kev Byrne, welcome to the podcast Thank you very much for having me. First time, uh, long time listener, first time podcaster. Yeah, uh, well, first time on this podcast. Yeah, exactly. Are you excited? I'm absolutely <laughs> thrilled. Uh, you're here to talk about, I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. Not to leave with him 
or it's <laughs> it's starring Tim Robinson. I think is what yeah. they mean. It's a, a Netflix, a new Netflix sketch comedy series. You have been raving about it all week. Yeah, it's uh, it's really bizarre. It's really surreal. It's absolutely hilarious. It's maybe, and I, I said this in our rewinds recommends. It is maybe the funniest thing Netflix have ever produced. Um, I'm really enjoying the Netflix stuff. They've done some really good stuff over the years, but I think in just terms in terms of just pure comedy, this might be the funniest thing that they've done. Jesus, high praise. How many episodes are in it? Uh, I think there's six. They're quite short. Uh, they're all most, you know, uh, most half-hour episodes of anything you watch on TV are actually about 22 minutes. Yeah. Um, I think most of, I think you should leave tops in around 18 minutes because uh, they're obviously not restricted to filling that half-hour slot on TV. Um, but it's very quick and it's very abrasive and you can see why they made the episodes as short as they did. They don't want to like make you they don't want they don't want you to get tired of it and um, which you easily could because it is quite in your face um i personally would love to see more of it uh, uh, it's it, it sounds like one of those things though um especially given the short episodes that as myself and chloe were chatting about earlier on in terms of something that you just need to like maybe on a saturday or sunday you could sit down and watch the whole thing in one yeah go. i i watched all of it in one go uh by accident <laughs> uh, <laughs> we've all been there yeah i got home from work on tuesday night and just threw something on while I was having my dinner and just laughed the whole way through and it just kept auto-playing new episodes and I just kept letting it because it was just that funny. I just didn't want to stop. And when it got to the end, I was genuinely sad that I'd run out of it. Um, So that was Tuesday night and on Thursday night then I got home from work because we'd been talking about it in the office and just watched three episodes of it again. (laughs) As you do. It's, It's a weird thing because like sketch comedy is something that... I think it's kind of nearly fall victim to it's fallen victim to the rise of the likes of Instagram, where you can get your your, your yeah. one minute hit somewhere else. It's obviously you see so many guys that are big on social media now as well that don't need a TV show necessarily to to show that off. But from what I've seen of, I think you should leave. It's the production quality is obviously brilliant, but that you can see when you have actually a team of writers together and so many various talents that. There, it can be just a cut above what you see on the internet in general. Yeah, I mean, I think You Should Leave is uh, produced by The Lonely Island as well. So right off the bat, there's going to be a very, very high standard from that. Um, it is weird because you think in the age of the internet and, and wanting kind of that quick burst that a sketch can give you and the shareability of a sketch, you think that that would kind of have grown more. But as you said, it, it seems to have fallen victim to things like Vine, uh, Instagram, stories and things like that uh we were talking about before we started recording that keen peel is probably the last great sketch show uh that mitchell and webb look finished about 10 years yeah. ago at this stage uh mr show is 20 30 years old now. yeah there's so many and like, it is a weird thing as well i suppose like it's something that maybe uh some have fallen victim in terms of or some of them have actually gotten away with it in terms of if you look at monty python or the likes where you would grow up on watching YouTube clips of them and yeah. they look, you know, you're only ever watching their best stuff, so it's brilliant. And then so if you actually, since it went on to Netflix and then tried to watch like yeah. just actual full episodes of it, half of it, you're just like, what the hell is this? There's actually a, there's actually a really good Mitchell and Webb look sketch about that, about uh, they're, they're sitting, they're doing one of those sketches where they're kind of sat on their production chairs in between shooting things and it's it's just them playing themselves talking about the show 
and they're just going through i was thinking for this episode we could go hit hit miss hit miss 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 hit and then Robert Webb's like, no, nah, I think I think we should start with some of the more of the misses and end a bit stronger. <laughs> They're like consciously saying that some of the sketches are going to be bad because like by the very nature of it, you can only there's only so many funny things that you can can drive up. Uh, but I think I think you should leave has 29 sketches over the six episodes. And, you know, almost all of them made me laugh out loud. There's maybe two of them that i just thought were funny not like laugh out loud funny yeah. but like yeah that's funny um but there are my top five ones i just i had to pause it because i was laughing too hard and it was so much fun to watch <laughs> <laughs> it sounds good have you got any more recommendations for anyone who is looking for something to watch over this weekend because i know you're a man who has a high taste um hbo's barry if you, yes. if you haven't been watching it, it is absolutely brilliant. Uh, Bill Hader was actually on Conan O'Brien's podcast. Another thing we've, uh, oh, yeah. we've featured on the Rewind Recommends on site uh, this week. And he's just such a funny guy. And he just loves, oh. he seems to love comedy. Like the, the podcast yeah. with Conan isn't really an interview. It's just them sitting, talking about things that make them laugh for an hour. If you like that, there's, a, there's about an hour long video on YouTube now. Uh, that was recorded about two weeks ago of John Mulaney in conversation with Bill Hader talking about Barry and talking about their time together at SNL. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, but Barry, if you if you haven't heard of it, because every time I recommend it to anyone in Ireland, they've never heard of it. It's, uh, it's about a contract killer who is played by Bill Hader who decides he kind of wants out of the business, ends up taking an acting class by accident, and decides he wants to pursue a career in acting instead of being an assassin. And it's, again, it's a bit surreal. It's very funny. Uh, Henry Winkler's in it, and he's very good. Uh, you know, it's it's a really good cast. Darcy Carden is a minor character in it, for anyone who watches The Good Place. She's Janet. Um, she kind of plays a, a supporting role. That's, she's not in it a whole bunch, but she's quite funny when she is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you if you haven't heard of Barry, you definitely would check that out. I think it's on Sky Atlantic at the minute as well. It is, yeah. If, if you have an TV, you can watch all all of it. The, there's only two seasons. The second season just finished uh, about a week ago. Excellent. Thanks very much for coming in, Kev. Ah, thanks for having me. It was 1982. I was 48. You were nine months. We were on a flight from JFK to London. Saw you immediately. A baby. A seven-hour flight. The first hour was bliss. Then the crying started. That's it from us today. My thanks to Chloe Gilday, Donnie Mahoney and Kev Bourne for joining me on the show. And thanks, of course, to you for listening. If you want to get in touch, be sure to tweet us at therewind.ie. That's at therewind, D-O-T-I-E. If you have any recommendations, make sure to give us a shout. Or if you've watched any of the stuff we talked about today and you want to talk to someone about it, we're always here. But until next week, make sure to check out The Rewind on therewind.ie or on balls.ie, our pop culture section. We will have daily Rewind Recommends posts with lots more than just TV shows. He's also got podcasts and article recommendations and, of course, movies as well. Uh, But until next time, mind yourself.